0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Door Creek. My name's Mark, one of the pastors, and you're catching us on an unusual day. We're celebrating all that God has done and is doing through this past two years of initiatives that we've called Rooted. Typically, at this time in the service, we're going to open God's Word, and I'm going to try and explain it. One of the other, uh, uh, other teachers on our teaching team will try and explain it so we understand how to live it out to help us better have lives that are loving God with all that we have, our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and better position to love our neighbors ourselves. So next week, we'll be starting a new series in the book of James. It's called Faith That Works, and we'll be doing that next week. But today, our tack is to celebrate, to catch up with all that God has done. We want to do kind of three things. We want to connect our minds to God's truth, and the truth is a kind of We're the foundation to root it. We want to connect our heart affections and our praise to God's faithfulness, and we want to connect our will and our wills to God's and to engage in his mission each and every day of our lives going forward. So the biblical foundation that we need to connect our minds to goes actually all the way back to Genesis 1. When God said to Abraham, excuse me, when he said to Adam and to Eve, I want you to be fruitful and multiply. I want you to fill the earth and rule it and take care of it, subdue it. And it didn't take long before they veered off from the mission. And God then called a man. And his name was Abram when we met him on the pages of Scripture. And his name was changed to Abraham, this man who had no offspring, but who would become the father of many. And God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. And through you and your descendants, speaking of Christ, I'm going to bless all the families of the world. And so when we come to our theme verse that we already just saw in the video, Isaiah 27:6, it, it has these, these overtones of God filling the earth, right, with people created in his image who know and love and serve God with all their hearts, people from every nation, tribe, and tongue who've been blessed by the descendant of Abraham and his people. And it says this in Isaiah 27, 6. In the days to come, Jacob, this is Abraham's grandson who embodies God's people, his sons, right? The 12 tribes come from his 12 sons. Jacob shall take root, Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots and fill the whole world with fruit. And so this scripture, a promise to God's people, including us today, is all about being rooted, right? It's all about blossoming. It's all about putting forth, spreading out, and filling the whole world with fruit. And so rooted is something that God does. He plants His grace in our life so that we have a relationship with Him. We've responded to the gift of His Son through faith, and we have new life. We've been planted by His grace for His good and glory. And then we blossom, and you think about a blossom, you think of something that's beautiful and like we're broken people. But his grace in our lives allows us to be beautiful and do beautiful things. A, a blossom is fragrant, right? It smells really nice. And there's stuff in our lives, like our selfishness and, and our sin, that, that stinks, right? And yet God's grace is starting to bring an aroma. that that smells beautiful. It's a beauty. It's it's fragrant. And, And the other thing is, a blossom is always pointing to the fruit that's still to come, right? And so it's this fruit of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians 5 of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. This is the stuff that we need growing in our lives, in our families, right, in our church, in our city, in our nation, in this world, desperately needed. And so when God's people are rooted, we blossom. And when we're Rooted, we spread out, and we grow, and we go, and the result is that there's more fruit. It multiplies. Others receiving God's grace, taking root, blossoming, growing fruit. And Jesus says this is God's will. John 15, verse 8. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. And so the rooted initiatives was uh, not new vision, but a new chapter in our vision and our desire to be a Christ-centered church for all people. And our singular hope was that these initiatives would advance the mission that God has called us to and all of his people to, that it would also accelerate our vision and drive the values of our church more deeply in us individually and collectively. So what are we about As a church? Well, our mission statement answers the question. What are we about? We're about joining God in changing people into devoted followers of Christ who then change the world with his love. So, where are we going? That's the vision question. By God's grace, we desire to be a Christ centered church for all people, where the power of the gospel is continually transforming our lives, renewing our city, and changing the world. And what's important to us, what are our commitments, our values? Well, we have eight of them. I'm going to read the value, and then you read the cut line as we rehearse again what it is that describes a devoted follower of Christ, and what it is as we live out these values together that'll help us be a Christ-centered church for all people, that'll help us see more and more people become devoted followers of Christ. So... I'll start, and you you answer, all right? So, first value, a life of worship. You say? The Bible's authority. The richness of community. A joyful witness. Compassionate service. Intentional training. Persistent prayer, and contagious generosity. Okay, so we're, we're just going back to the biblical foundations that, that God in His grace is calling a people to Himself, and when we come into that relationship, the metaphor is that we've been rooted, that every part of our lives is rooted that our security has everything to do with who we are in Christ, that our relationships are governed by Christ, that our thoughts and our decisions and our attitudes and our ministries, the inclinations of our affections and everything else rooted in Christ, that we might be part of his ongoing mission of seeing more and more people's lives aligned, rooted, alive, in Christ growing and part of his worldwide mission of bringing all things in their rightful place under Christ, our beautiful Savior. So this takes us then to a point where we want to connect our heart affections, our praise, and our thanksgiving to our good and faithful God as we just go back and rehearse things. So In the video, you saw the very first video where we were talking about what we would hope would happen in the next two years. And then it went to a year ago of that midway update. And now I'm gonna kind of wrap things up here. And as we do, the goal is that we would be filled with praise to God, that we would be anything but proud in our own abilities to do things, but just be saying, what a good and faithful God. What a great God that he would bring a family that's not even part of our church to donate 10 acres of land. What a a good and faithful God that he would allow us to make a difference in kids' lives right here in our own backyard and kids' lives in far-off places around the world. And so um, when you think about our different initiatives, that very first brochure that we did had that center section that just kind of laid it all out. There were compassion initiatives. There were initiatives under sports and training under debt reduction, and then in our two campuses, the one that exists up in DeForest and the one that we were, Lord willing, praying about that would come about on the north side of Madison. So let's just start with the training initiative. So from the very get-go, we understood that we need to bring God's word to bear and resources to bear to help us be rooted and grounded in Christ. So that shaped what we did on the weekends the Colossians series, or the unexpected journey of faith, the, the study in the life of Abraham, Genesis 12 through 25, the study of the Apostles' Creed, credo, and then the last 13 months, right, of going through the storyline of the Bible and having our lives rooted into that story. In the last two years, we've had more people than ever before involved in a small group, gathering around the word studying the word, talking about its application, caring for each other, praying for each other, serving together, adopting teachers together, all kinds of great things through those small groups and the communities formed around that. We've been challenged to read through the Bible, the New Testament year one, the Old Testament last year. We sponsored different forums, right? And so right before the election, Michael Ware came in to talk about faith and politics when we kicked off the Storyline series. Uh, Tim Mackey, or... Beloved friend from Blackhawk, now out in Portland, the making of the Bible. And just last weekend, Mike Bulmore, a great, great forum on Revelation. In fact, if you didn't get to hear Mike's message as we finished off Revelation, you ought to listen to that. And the forum was taped and it's online. It was so good, so good. We also had our first ever marriage retreat up at Green Lake. We had 170 participants. And so what's that? 85 couples participating. And one of the participants said, we came here a very broken us. And this experience has strengthened us. Thank you. Thank you. You've actually showed us that what we're doing is the right stuff, and it's gonna get us back. That was so encouraging. Another couple. Please have more of these. We'll be here if you do and know at least four couples who could benefit. We came from Milwaukee, so please let us know if there'll be another one. And then I think of the uh, eight interns. And we've been doing interns. We had a lot more through Rooted, and we did something new that we've never had, residents. So think about the medical model. You finish medical school, right? And then you go and you do your residency. And so Isaac and Sarah, both graduates of Mooney Bible Institute, came here. Sarah working in student ministry. She has a key role now in our middle school ministries. Isaac came here as a resident in the whole area of worship arts. And now he's not just the worship pastor up in DeForest at our campus there, but he also is our student ministries director up there as well. We're so excited. Jeremy, one of our interns reflecting on it, said, I drew closer to God as I considered how we're called to love those in our community and gain practical skills as I planned events like Serve 16. He says, I'm so grateful for the direction it provided me as I consider my future in ministry and beyond. Sarah said this about her internship. I realized that God's design wasn't that I would serve in the church until my internship ended, but that I would use my gifts to serve his church wherever I go. When I came back to school at UW-La Crosse, I began serving in youth ministry at my church. I'm hopeful that this is the beginning of lifelong service to Christ in his church, Thank you, Door Creek. God, use your generosity to give me an incredible experience to grow in the Lord and lead me to a deeper understanding of what it means to love and serve God. Isn't that great? So that gets us to sports ministry. And if you walked in today, you saw Eric Apia, our, our new part-time director of sports ministries at the table there. And one of the things that happened is Through Rooted, we were able to convert some of our green space into fields. And you saw that in the video, the bulldozer. So two new fields allowing us to do two new outreaches through Upwards where we want to leverage sports for the gospel. Those two new sport programs would be flag football and soccer. So get this. In the last two years through Upwards, we've had over 350 kids and their families connected to the gospel through sports Well over half of those, probably somewhere close to 60% of those kids had no previous connection to Door Creek Church. And I know some of you have been coaching, inviting your kids' friends, and doing whatever you can to support that. And so praise God for all the good things that have happened through sports ministry. We also put in a nine-hole Frisbee golf, and you can enjoy that this afternoon if you're brave. (laughs) Actually, you can. We took the baskets in this winter. So that brings us to the Compassion Projects, and uh, I I encourage you as you you walk out today to just go to that wall with those nine beautiful pictures, and you saw a bunch of them in the video, but there are 24 that are sponsored through uh, Rooted, a couple more still about to happen here as we wind up. And if you you want to just get into them, you can go to our website and click on a little tab. It says Act. Underneath that, you'll see Compassion Projects. And there's videos and there's pictures and there's stories. And it's going to encourage you to see that what we've been able to do each month, connecting with one of our partners, whether it was a local or a national or a global partner, and doing great good to bless kids and families and people in need in places that we'll never go but we were able to touch their lives. Jesus says this to his disciples. He so said, let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And as we ferret out the instruction there and the command there in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 by Christ, here's what we believe. We believe that when we've been touched by God's grace, the overflow of that real faith shows up in good works the very things that he's prepared in advance for us to do, Ephesians 2.10. And those good works that are extended to real people in real places, those foster goodwill, goodwill in that family, goodwill in that individual, goodwill in that community. And that goodwill opens up the doors to the gospel. And so here it is. Our good works fosters goodwill which opens the door for the good news. And I'm so glad to be part of a church that wants to embrace this and live this out collectively and individually wherever the Lord has us. So in addition to the ones that we've highlighted, there was a cooking class, a crockpot class for every family that signed up, learned how to use a crockpot, got a crockpot and all kinds of recipes, Shank Elementary. We sent a bunch of high school kids on the south side to do some college trips and visitation through Fountain of Life and Nehemiah. We had twice adopt-a-teacher grants that went out to teachers to help them in their classrooms in what they're doing with the kids, most of whom are on the wrong end of the opportunity gap. We had a Boomerangs community grant that went out to some places like Gompers Elementary School on the north side. We built a greenhouse for Westside Elementary we had a healthy eating program for Red Cloud Indian Reservation out in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. We sponsored the Big, and big Brothers and Big Sisters. And a cool thing that happened this last year is the Brooks family, they were, they were voted the big family of the year. Like, they got that award. And so we cheer on the Brooks family for doing that and having an impact in a little guy's life. We got some upcoming projects So we've got one coming up on the north side that Pastor Dave will be telling you about in short order. And then we also have a meal pack. We are going to pack 50,000 meals for our partner in Haiti, Mission of Hope, who feed thousands of orphans every day, every day, thousands of orphans. And here's the cool thing. We're going to be packing these meals with kids from our partner schools, like at Mendota and their families, April 5th and 6th, be looking for that. You also probably had a head-scratching moment when you said, why did we purchase green beans from Rwanda? Well, that's just part of what World Relief is doing in that church empowerment zone. And as we buy those green beans, we're actually going to roast them right here, and we're going to grind them up here and serve them and sell them, and that's going to be helping families all the way back in Rwanda And as soon as the FDA gives us a thumbs up, we'll be uh, serving not green coffee, but some really good dark roast. And you'll be happy to know I have nothing to do with the production of the coffee. All right, so that gets us to our two multi sites. So, multi sites. We've had one up north for about six years. We always called it North Campus because we never knew where it was going to go. And then when we started talking about the north side, we, we just brought in a whole level of confusion. And some of you are saying, thank you for talking about this because I still don't get it. So Pastor David would say, yeah, when I came here, people would come up and say, so are you the new campus pastor for DeForest? He said, no, no, no. Okay, so no more North Campus. We've got DeForest Campus and we've got the north side of Madison. So we have one church that this year is going to be meeting in three locations. Every one of our campus, the same mission, vision, values. Every one of the same campuses are driven by the same philosophy of ministry. We have the same overarching leadership board, the same budget. We're hearing the same messages that brings us together to make an impact in the places where we live and work and play or the places where God is calling us to go and serve. So a year ago, in the video, you saw that I'm standing on that cold that was such a cold morning that when when John and I were filming that we kept like every five minutes we had to run back into the car and go back out my mouth froze up I don't know if you know it was terrible but a year ago we had just said the board had just said yes we are going to receive this gift we're going to enter into this lease with an option to buy and, and so we were off. We were thinking, this is going to happen in a year's time. And what happened is we've, we had the first plan. We moved into a second plan. We started to bid it out. We couldn't find contractors to bid it out because they're so busy. And we ran into just like a 20 to 25% escalation of construction costs. So we're actually on version three. Here it is. This is like hot off the press. So we're really excited about this. Over 13,000 square feet, if we can build out the basement here, it gives us meeting space of over 250, and you start multiplying services, and you go, we can reach a lot of people. Here's here's where we're at timing. So we've hired 1848, a design-build company. They're just getting into the final engineering construction drawings. Those will get bid out in the next week or two, and in about a month to six weeks from now, we will have... We'll have all the bids in and we'll be ready to rock and roll here at the end of April, beginning of May. And they tell us that we should be in our new digs up into Forest by Christmas of 2019, of 2018, this year. And so I have penciled in Valentine's Day of 2019. <laughs> Fool me once. <clears throat> But isn't that exciting? I mean, this is g- going to be so cool. And I don't know if you can put up the floor plans there, Wilmot, and you can see some of the spaces that we're going to have here. So it's bare bones, but it's more than adequate to do everything we want to do on a weekend. What we want to do in a church, any of our campuses are the three core ministries. We want to meet together on the weekend, gathering around Christ and his word, right? We, we want to really sponsor and flourish just community through groups and we want to have dynamic student ministries we'll be able to do all that up north and here's here's A really cool thing that we announced last week up in DeForest is we've identified and invited Ryan Morrison to join our team as our new campus pastor. Ryan and Bree and their three beautiful children have been doing ministry the last five years in Reno, Nevada. They're both Midwesterners. Happy to get back to the Midwest. That's what we love to hear. And, And he'll be moving his family at the end of March and starting April 1, which is Easter Sunday. And so we couldn't be more excited about Ryan coming and giving leadership and direction. You will get to know Ryan and love him as well. And then there's the Northside Madison multi-site. So our history goes back 10 years, 10 years when we planted a, 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 a resale store called Boomerang's. And that has been a wonderful place to connect with people and to pray with people and have Bible studies up there and all kinds of things. And we've always been longing to do something more on the north side, hence this new campus. A year ago, we were looking for a leader and God has wonderfully provided in bringing David Smith to be our campus pastor. And yes, David, as he goes and launches this church, will still be part of the teaching team and we'll all get to hear his dynamic preaching at all of our campuses and so this facility is in Northgate Mall. So uh, it's just right around the corner. So in that picture, Boomerangs is just off to the right. And if you go underneath that sign, that sign actually is not there right now. If you go look, you go. It's so interesting. Um, so if you, go, if you go through there and to the right, there's 5,600 uh, square foot of space. You can see the floor plans right here. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing church in this multi-site place. We'll be doing after-school activities in that space. We've got everything we need to get going, and we're so excited. And so we just signed the lease like three days ago, and we, we get occup- occupancy of the building March 1st, so that's like two weeks, right? And then we are going to start... Doing a lot of demolition. So, you're a weekend warrior. It's been a long time since you put your tool belt out and got your saws all out, man. This is the time. So, you go, I don't have those kinds of things, but I got work gloves and I'd love. We want hundreds of people to connect. I want you to connect, whether you're part of the launch team or not. I want you to connect your service and your sweat equity in this project so that as you hear the stories of what God is doing, you go, I was part of that, I was part of that. And you have been part of that as you've been praying, as you've been giving to Rooted and we couldn't be more excited. So David tells me there's 93 people on his interest list right now. We're praying for 50 to 100 people who will commit to launch with their families if they have families for two years to get this thing going. And so it's a two-year commitment. There's a sign-up flap on the back of the communication card. And if you have any interest, you go, I'm not sure I'm ready to commit. That's okay. You, go, you, you need more information, you, you fill out your name, and you go to those information meetings. There'll be another one coming up real soon here that we'll be telling you about. And so pray for David. Pray for yourself. This is not going to be an easy work. It's going to be harder than it's going to be easy. But this is a life work. Here's what I said to the board a couple weeks ago. I said, trust me, denominations throughout America are planting churches every year in Madison. And it's never happened yet that anybody's ever thought about the north side. And so God's had us on the north side, and He's he's planted this burden in our heart to to love and serve and reach out we've got a partnership with mendota on the north side we're doing good we we have relational credibility growing in that place and we can't wait to do more and serve those kids after school with recreational programs and tutoring programs and just pray pray for all this and understand one of the ways you can support the north side project is go to boomerangs serve there Donate there, shop there. All the profits of Boomerang's resale store from the beginning has always been to go back into community and now focus singularly on the north side. So we're connecting our minds around God's truth. We're connecting our heart affections around God's faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you would put these things on our heart. Thank you, Lord, that you called us out of our comfort zone. Thank you, Lord, that we were able to give towards this and pray for this. But here's what I, what I want to say as we move to the challenge point and, and connecting our will to God's will, engaging in his ongoing mission. This whole concept of going deeper in Christ to reach further for Christ has never been about a two-year deal. This is our life with Christ in this world until he comes and calls us home, right? So... Oh, we want to keep going. and We want to keep growing. And the danger is we can fall into some of those pitfalls that the churches that we just studied a few weeks ago in Revelation 2 and 3 fell in. So you got the church of Sardis. They, they were just resting on their reputation where they used to be this really dynamic, alive church. And John's saying, dude, you guys, you're asleep. You're dead. You better wake up. Or the La- Laodicean church that's neither hot nor cold. They're lukewarm, meaning they're useless or the church in Ephesus lost their first love. We want to be fully engaged, and Rooted has been making a wonderful impact. I reached out to a friend and said, Can you just reflect on how Rooted's impacted your life? Here's what she wrote. So great. I felt an eagerness to financially support my church's initiatives and a joy at what's happening as a result of all of us doing it together. I feel like my personal growth has come from listening to sermons, reading the Bible, leading a small group, hosting foreign students, teaching middle school, and study. I retired a little over two years ago, forced out in a reorg by my employer that I didn't want. When it happened, when my boss invited me to a meeting, and I walked in to see the head of HR there, and they gave me the news, I felt God's presence descending like a dove. My shocked response was, cool. I had no idea what I would do, not having enough money to stop working, yet being let go at age 66. These past two years as a new substitute teacher in the middle schools of Madison have been the most amazing of my life. And this week, Senate Middle School, one of the toughest in Madison, hired me on as a permanent sub, having my own class and students for the rest of the school year. My growth as a Christian has become multiplied right? Rooted, blossoming, spreading out, filling the whole world. It's been multiplied. And I thought at age 68 today that I'd be ready to call it all quits and just rest. No way. I can't stop. I keep learning and growing, and my new career is completely tied in with my faith, and God's presence is still with me since that fateful day I got laid off. Then she wrote to me, is that rooted? (laughs) It is for me, she said. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for Rena and for others like her that have been leaning in and growing. So my challenge is let's continue. And maybe for you, it's actually engaging for the first time to become a devoted follower of Christ where you submit your life and everything about your life to Christ, the one who gave up his life for you. Maybe it's just to get out of the stands and to get out of this comfortable eddy where you just keep spinning around, but nothing's happening and say I want to press in. I want to know Christ more. I want to be rooted in Christ and I want to do more for Christ. There's three moves that we think accelerate the life of a disciple of becoming a devoted follower of Christ. It's about gathering, it's about growing, excuse me, it's about gathering on the weekend, growing in a group and about giving of ourselves. And when we think about these things, this is this is these are our Core things that we would say, get connected to these regularly. Gather on the weekend around Christ and his word. Grow in a group to become more like Christ. Where we do an authentic community together. Studying the Bible, that's doing theology and community. What does this mean for me and for us? What is God saying here? How do we live this out? How do I pray and support and encourage you? How can we do more together than we could ever do by ourselves? Giving of ourselves like Christ who gave up his life for us. We're called to give our time and our talents and our treasures that we might make a greater impact for Christ and his kingdom. And so I want to say keep growing. Keep owning your growth. I can't grow you. I can have an impact of that but at the heart of it is a desire. I want to grow to be more like Christ. I want to get better. I want to be more like Christ in my marriage, in my friendships, at work. I want to be more like Christ for this person in my family that's driving me crazy. I want to be more like Christ for the people that I do life with on the floor of my dorm. Keep growing. Keep asking the question, Lord, where do you want me to grow to be more like your son? Keep serving. Keep giving. Keep praying. Moving toward the vulnerable. Keep... Eyes wide open to the unique people that he's placed in your life, that you do life with each and every week who are far from God. Consider going on a service trip this year. But be aware, you never know where it can all lead. Here's what happened to Chuck and Kathy through Rooted.
1: pretty predictable, pretty established, and pretty comfortable. That pretty much was what the last 10 years have been for us. We sensed God's interruption into our safe, comfortable, and established lives when we began to ask a different kind of question we had not asked before. What do we really feel God has for us in the last 10 years of our
2: employment? Each Sunday, as we left and were driving home, it seemed like both of us were like, ooh, was Mark talking to us? Was that directed at us? The title of
1: this, of this little series there in Genesis was An Unexpected Journey.
0: The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation, and I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I'll curse and all peoples
1: on earth will be blessed through you. What we immediately sensed were two things. The man was not young. And even at that stage of their life, God was active in speaking to them. Now that spoke to us at this stage of our lives. We are not 20 or 30 anymore. When God says to Abraham, leave your father's household to a place I will show you, we clearly sense that God was saying, I have already shown you where you should go. And that's the country of Ireland. So we've done multiple trips to the island over the last seven years. It started with just as a tourist. We not only talked to Pastor Mark, getting his input, we talked to our life group and asked our life group to pray with us. And without exception, all of those that we've talked to have all said, God is in this. Pay attention and trust him to take care of you, but this is where you should be going.
2: Following Jesus and the call that he has for us is an amazing adventure. We don't know what that adventure will bring us to, but we know that in that adventure, Jesus will be right beside us.
1: In that passage, God not only calls Abraham to go to a new land, but he gives him promises of God's blessing that he will provide for him, he will do what he says he will do. And the rest of the story in Genesis proves it out.
2: As we're getting ready for this move, um, big change in our life, you know, times we, Chuck or myself, will feel like we're overwhelmed. It's probably
1: the most disruptive thing we could imagine doing. It means selling our house, getting rid of a lot of things we own. You know, our children will still be here. We would love to be near them. We love Door Creek. And no longer being a part of the Door Creek community on a regular basis,
2: that, that's painful for us. He is faithful. He is going before us. I don't need to worry. I can put that worry down, and, and I do have to do it often. I put that worry down, and I give it to God, and his peace comes.
1: My sense for a long time has been that the most satisfied I will ever be in life is when I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do, and trusting him to take care of all the other aspects of our lives.
0: We know how to pray for Chuck and Kathy, and just like Abraham, there's a there's a challenge, right? There's a famine in the land for Abraham, and and there's a a temporarily blocked passage right now for them to get to Ireland. But we'll be excited to hear the rest of the story. So here we're going to wrap it up. And so here's the the uh, we're we're right at the end. It ends, rooted ends this month. So at the end of February. And there is a financial component to all of this, right? These things are happening through all kinds of giving, and part of that is financial. So let me give you a financial recap. Total gifts, intended or given to this point, just under 1.9 million. Total received, 1.7. That leaves us with a balance of about 187,000, right? So that's our goal here in the last two weeks here, is that we make up the balance. And that's not like, that would be really nice. Like, that's essential especially for those two campuses to uh, be able to build out the Northside Madison space and be able to start digging and being part of that project up into forest. And so you may not be prepared to give for our rooted offering today because you go, ooh, I forgot. But you can always give online. Make sure you note that it's rooted. You can bring it next week. You can use your app today. And we want to encourage you, as God leads, to help us make up this difference. And I'm going to be excited to report back all that God has done and is doing. And so, as the ushers come forward, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, just lead us in a word of prayer for the Hone and Bounds and for this offering and um, all the rest of what's still pending. And uh, will you join me in prayer? Father God, we, we do bless you that your plan... Would have us individually and collectively in, in mind. And we thank you, Lord, that you've rooted your grace in our hearts. And we thank you for how that's making a difference in and through us. And we give you all praise for anything good that has happened. And yet we trust you, Lord, for all that is still not yet in place for Chuck and Kathy. We trust you, Lord. For the finances that are still needed, we trust you, Lord. For a new campus that is on paper and we've got people, but it's not yet started, we trust you, Lord. For all that could happen with this new space in DeForest, Lord, we trust you. With our lives, we trust you, Lord. And so as we give, it's always recognizing all we have is from you, and we give back out of hearts of love, We give back saying that this part represents all of who we are. Use it, multiply it like that little boy's lunch to do great good, Lord, here, near, and far. In Christ's name we pray. God's people said, Amen. Amen. amen.